Hi there, before we start, if you're new to our show, thank you so much for tuning into our program and we hope you'll stay with us for a very long time. And if you're a regular listener, thank you so much for your continuous support throughout this period of uncertainty. We're really grateful for all your kind words and encouragement. You really help this podcast to gain a great exposure as our mission is to center the perspectives of the people who look like us and as women and people who are marginalized historically to the sideline of conversation. So if you haven't already, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Omni, Apple and Google or Spotify. Leave us a rating and a review. And if you'd like to support us, please head to Buy Me Coffee page to make a donation, which will help us to continue the intersectionality of the podcast industry. Okay, so, start? Okay, okay. Hey, this is Jessie. Hi, this is Helen. And we are Asian Bitches Down Under. It's now December, the last month of the year of 2022. Um, a lot of a lot of feelings going on around this time of the year, isn't it, Helen? Yeah, festivities. We hand up our Christmas decorations yesterday. That's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting for the kids because yeah, it's it's like for for the adults, it's like oh, there's glitters everywhere. I have to vacuum it. <laughs> Stupid Helen, been yeah again. I feel like yeah, festivities, getting COVID, you know. Uh, a bunch of people getting COVID now that there are so many different social gatherings oh, happening. Yes. Um, yeah, people are always like, this is the most stressful time of the year. Um, I for freaking women. love it. Specifically for women. Yeah, mm. I know. There's a yeah. lot of planning for women. Women do, um, mm. you know, the uh, majority of planning and cooking mm. and all that. So Helen's, uh, Helen has herself uh, offered to, uh, suggested us to hire a catering um, yeah, catering. Yeah, yeah uh company not not to come to our place and cook because we're not that wealthy but just to like order, order a bunch of food yeah so that none of us have to cook on christmas I about it which i think well. is great yeah yeah i think it would be a good idea my my favorite part of this year the favorite like what i really look forward to helen is the um best ofs which we're going to do next week so like the best uh best books of the year best movies of the year mm-hmm. best albums of the year which i have zero interest in <laughs> um because I, I listen to nothing at all. I listen like, my musical consumption is zero except jazz. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't listen to anything else. It's quite pathetic, I have to say. I just I'm the most I'm the most unadventurous, boring musical musical consumer on the face of this planet. Honestly, it's 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 embarrassing. <laughs> but anyway, study um, music. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a private pass. I don't. I think I should slowly take out of my bio. Um, Helen, let's start with you. What's something you've consumed this week? Um, before we go into cultural consumptions of the week, I would just want to briefly mention the protests that are happening in around in China. Um, if for our listeners who followed our Instagram, I have put up. I've actually shared a video from Twitter. Um, I think that po- protest was last weekend about um the dissatisfaction dissatisfactions of the governments still having lockdown which is probably i believe china is the only country in the world now still have lockdowns for covid Mm. everyone's coming out on the street you know going against about this zero covid policy which is established by xi jinping 
And what triggered all these protests was that um, last weekend, unfortunately, there was a fire in the western province, uh, western area of Xinjiang, the province. Uh, there was an apartment building, and they had a fire. And because of the COVID zero zero COVID policy lockdown, that the apartment was, um, you know, they wired all the residents inside the apartment, and there was a fire happening. The residents couldn't get out. On the public media, it stated there was ten people who died from the fire, and but I think the official number is actually forty, and there were、mm. a lot of children in it. So people starting to find out about the news, saying that is it because you know the lockdown that is locking people in the apartment that caused the you know the tragedy.、Right. Um, obviously, the government's not gonna. The government denies of that. They're just saying that oh, it's not really our fault. It was the fire, but the the, the fire、uh, fighters couldn't get there in time. You know, all sorts of reasons. But、um, I'm I'm actually glad to see that the protests are coming out in China, and journalists are suspecting,、um, predicting that this will be probably the the wave of protest that is similar to Tiananmen back in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, eighty、yeah, nine. Yeah, so we'll see how it unfolds in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, because I'm, I'm hearing, you know, what the protesters are saying in the in the video. Some are actually a little bit humorous,、um, and some are just saying that we just want freedom. So hopefully, they're starting to stand up for their own rights and, you know, not being brainwashed by propagandists. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that Helen is closely following、mm-hmm. very much throughout the last throughout the last few weeks, and will continue to follow. So follow us on、um, Instagram, where Helen is posting、um, stories about it、um, very very frequently. So that's it's really really important thing to follow.、Um, like you said, China is the only country in the world that continues to have lockdowns, but that is changing.、Um, Uh, I have considering this week in terms of take, taking a pivot, a very strong pivot into our cultural consumption.、Mm-hmm. Um, I have been really busy trying to work on my personal projects, so I haven't I haven't been able to watch a lot other than Flashman is in trouble on Disney、mm-hmm. Plus.、Yeah. Um, the fourth episode dropped. It was really bad. Didn't、oh, enjoy、Lord. it at all. <laughs> it was、um, a bottleneck kind of episode. So let's. I will probably continue to. Watch it since it's one of my favorite books ever.、Mm-hmm. Um, but Helen,、uh, what is something this week that you have watched that you want to talk about? Okay, so there are three items that's on my list that I want to talk about. But I want to start off by the movie that Jess and I we watched over last weekend while we were in Newcastle for a short break with our friends Billy and Kyle. Shout out to them. <laughs> Um, we all agree that we want to watch a trashy movie, which is、uh, released very recently, I think, by Lindsay Lohan. It's called Falling for Christmas. Did I get that? I can't even remember the name now. It's called Falling for Christmas. <laughs> it's one of those Netflix films that are cheesy, but we love it. Yeah, I don't know how to. I think for me, it's for someone to sum it up in one sentence for this film. It's a movie where the rich white girl loses a memory and being domesticated into an obedient housewife. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I don't know why you're laughing. It's precisely what it is. What do you think of it? Well, yeah, it's great. I mean,、um, the fun of watching that movie is really with our friends Billy and Carl, who are just like the most searingly hilarious people on the planet. 
and um, their takes on it, you know, uh, their commentary. I, th I feel like there should be a YouTube channel just with them. I'm, I you know, know. Commenting you know on they, these films. There's exactly, like the Google you know, box thing. When people were playing video games online, yeah. the video of Twitch. Yeah, the Twitch. That's right. Yeah, that's, yeah <laughs> I think Billy should have his own Twitch. Yeah, about yeah. trashy films they're giving out commentary. Yeah, but um, basically these kind of films um, very much uh, reiterate family values, 1950s-style mm. family values, conservative, yeah. mm -hmm. um, where we want the, uh, the woman to be a mother figure, maternal and domesticated, like Helen said, and the father to be, I guess, a generic Midwest, mid-century oh father, God. you know? Oh, and um, I, yeah, I I like this film. Um, I thought, like, I agreed with um, my friends, um, Billy and Carl, who are gay, that the male protagonist lead um, wasn't hot enough. No. He, he was, he was so from, boring. He was he, so dull, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, like, so he's, you know, the most boring, boring uncharismatic person. I mean, we said that the the basically the story is a rich um, heiress, she um is in uh at the beginning of the film is he has is um finds herself engaged um to her partner of about a year and he is helen did a lot of googling of this guy half taiwanese half yes. uh uk i believe yeah, what's his name again george young yeah and he um at least uh, then this guy is like obnoxious he's an influencer we're supposed to hate him you know or in all these films the poc male Always the been male antagonist is always like yeah, it's always ridiculous. But at least, like we said um, while we were watching it, at least he had charisma and personality. Yeah, he, he, he's a the, character to watch. Yeah, whereas the romantically, the white dude oh, was uh, just really purely dull. Um, but it's a f uh, and and the little girl, you know, the daughter, the guy, you know, we have two dead wives in this story, you know. And mm. Lindsay Lohan's mom is dead, and so is the guy's. Um, the male lead's wife is also mm. dead, and they need. Um, he needs a wife. His daughter needs a mother. Uh, it's you know, honestly, this Very movie hits tropes. all the tropes. Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievably um, saccharine. But you know, we we appreciate these films, right? We have fun watching it. Yeah, with funny friends. <laughs> with a funny commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So the another uh movie that I watched this week is Venom because Jess has been going on about the queerness connection with this film and I've never I've never been a fan of Tom Hardy and I've never seen Venom before and it is one of those films that my husband likes so we decided to watch the first one which is um, released in 2018. It's Michelle Williams who plays the girlfriend of the character and the wow. other and other probably the only POC is the villain Riz, what's his name Riz Ahmad who played Carlton Drake yeah, have you oh. actually watched a film? Venom. Yeah, Venom. No, I haven't. So what was the what was the reason that you um connect the queerness elements with this film? Like, I don't know. I forget. Like but it's related to someone who I don't feel comfortable talking about on this pod, you know, no, in case they listen right. to it. But yeah, there is a queer element to um dark figures, is, is I guess, like Tom that. Hardy? Like Is Tom Hardy like a I don't know? Queer icon? No, I don't think so. I, I think any, I think no. I was gonna say any Hollywood male leading actor is a queer icon, but that's that's a stupid statement. That's <laughs> a bit of a stretch, yeah. But are we enjoying it? It's like you know one of those like semi-action heroic adventurous movie that mm -hmm, you watch, mm -hmm. and you don't need to use a lot of brain cells, as I say about a lot of you know stupid comic 
um, action movies. Yeah. What about you? Do you want to share anything before I jump into the next one? No, jump in, jump in. Uh, okay. Um, so I've started watching a Japanese drama series on Netflix, which is called First Love. Uh, it's a nine-part Netflix series based on two songs by Hikaru Utada, First Love, and Hatsukoi. Um, for anyone who's in their high school years during the late 90s in Taiwan or Japan, or like me as a Taiwanese diaspora who was obsessed with Japanese pop, we know Hikaru Utada. She was a, such a phenomenon in the late 90s. She first produced her first album when she was, I believe, 15 or 16 and created a new wave through J-pop scenes as um, she mixed R&B elements and techno music into Japanese music. Um, I believe she studied in US after releasing her first album. It made quite a shock uh, in the entertainment industry um, when she decided that she wanted to pursue her study in Columbia University. She's also twice uh, divorced, married and divorced, and identifies herself as a non-binary. Uh, to me, she's a very pretty much a forefront of progressive uh, music gen genius. Um, why did I started watching this? Because of her music, obviously, and it just brings so much nostalgic back. And the story is slightly relatable to everyone, I feel like, because it talks about your first love and this really... Um, poignantness about it. Uh, so the series tells the story of Yae and Namiki, two lovers who met while in high school. The two teenagers profess their love for one another, but they end up separated by an accident and their life choices. And now in the present, the fate and destiny seem to pushing them both together once again to have a new opportunity to make their dreams come true. Um, what do you feel about romance dramas do you watch a lot of romance dramas yes no i wouldn't say so i think my favorite kind of drama is probably self-serious um divorce dramas like mm. like flashman yeah you don't watch that much. yeah i, I don't know like, 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 that, um, no i don't watch it's like i i would ever i don't think you could ever pay me enough to watch um things like the fault in our stars or like what's mm. another sappy love story like a teenage one um, six feet apart or something like you know illness slash teen rom teen, yeah, rom -coms or teen dramas mm -hmm. where like everything is melodramatic uh i'm just like oh kill me i can't i can't do it like give me a stupid rom-com any day over um over you know rom romance like that uh, yeah I, I don't i just i'm not interested mm -hmm. in i'm not interested in romance but like i'm not i no longer interested in sexual romance between two especially straight people i mean i mean this completely contradicts what i'm saying about flashman but i feel like flashman is another is another is kind of in another ballpark of in its own because i read that book when it came out and it changed me so profoundly that i'm kind of putting it into another category but i've never been able to i've never been able to describe or um collate my tastes in books or movies like mm -hmm. you, if you ask me my favorite genre I wouldn't be able to tell you because I don't like really have a favorite genre the only thing that I know that I like in is perhaps in music and the only thing I like in music is jazz that's the only thing I can say like confidently speak about mm -hmm. like I can't describe my taste in film or music uh, film or books it's just like completely arbitrary 
Mm-hmm. So for romance, for you, it needs to have aspects or elements of comedy within. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I I enjoy watching you know anything that's romance related, but I'm very realistic about my own relationship. Yeah, yeah. Life. I know. Yeah, you know, yeah. I watch it for the sake of entertainment. And love, first love. This um, Japanese drama is one of those that it reminds you of your first love, and the music is just so sublime because I listened to those music when I was in high school. What kind of music? Um, it's just a J-pop. Oh, J-pop. Yeah, and it's pretty much the pinnacle for um, Hikaru's career, I think, um, and because and the actress who played in this drama is also has the same similar name as the musician. Her name is Hikari, but the the Chinese character Kanji is to the same means light. Um, so what happened with the drama is that it travels back and forth with their current life, uh, shows their current life, and also in high school from the very beginning, um, even from the first episode, you feel like there's something missing between them because they don't end up together in their current life. This certain mysterious incident or fragment of life was lost between them. Um, the main attraction I would say is probably the cinematography. It's just so beautiful, the landscape of Hokkaido. The northern Japan, the snow, the pureness mm. of innocent love, uh, the nostalgic nineties. There's a, a couple of scenes of the video stores, and a couple of scenes that's really heartbreaking moments. Um, the what I'm going to say about this drama is that the lead female uh, of the drama Hikari Matsushima, she's such a brilliant, brilliant actress. I love. She has some. She has that sense of darkness and poignantness of her expression, and she also could turn around and do a really cheerful emotion.、Um, for you, I think just something that's similar to Flashman. I wonder if I can find it and you can watch it. There is a Japanese drama called Quartet, but it's slightly music related, but it has a very similar resemblance to Flashman. Mm. Where this、uh, Matsushima, she plays a character who who is a cello player with a very complicated family relationship. But the the whole drama is, I think, it's got similar vibe of Flashman. It's about divorce. It's about complicated relationship. It's about people's emotion. Yeah, if I can, yeah, I think you should watch it. Quartet. Okay. Yeah, if it's a series, I will probably not watch it. I'm、Just、so bad at series. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Speaking of、um, movies, actually, we did watch、uh, ET for the first time. Oh yeah, did you watch、And、it in the cinema? No, we didn't. We just、oh, watched、okay. it、um, on. I think it was on binge.、Um, I don't remember, but it was streamed on one of the platforms. Have you ever seen it before? Yes, yes. When I was. What do you do?、Yeah. You remember how you felt? Because like I, I felt like the movie was、um, the first half was really innocent and、mm. sweet、yeah. and. Very beautiful and、um, so kind of、um, lovely and、um, very gentle and yes,、yeah, sweet. But the second、yeah. half was like terrifying.、Yeah. The second、yeah. half, where 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 ET gets caught by this I don't know military space agency government. Who knows? They're so they're so unknowable and obscure. Those guys who come in and take ET,、um, it's like a horror film. The second half is like completely horrifying and、yeah. frightening to see as a young kid. Like I, 
I have never sat down and watched the movie from start to beginning. So I did that for the first time this week. Um, but kind of pockets of scenes came back to me because it must have been on TV when I was growing up. Yeah. But um, at the end of the movie, I mean, I had the feeling like um, I have often when you finish a classic, you know, I have that inverted commas. Mm. Um, and I'm like, what the hell was that film about? Yeah. I have no idea what that film is supposed to be. About. There's, no, there's no underlying message. I don't get it. I don't get it. And like, I don't mind um, saying that, you know, um, at risk of sounding dumb because I know that, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pages of book have been and ink have been spilled over yeah, and writing about, you know, the, the geniusness of this film. I'm not saying it's a bad film. I just like did not understand it whatsoever. I don't understand the point of the film at all. Um but uh, I kind of wanted to watch it because I read an article uh, about Noah Baumbach, um, who has a new movie coming out starring Adam Driver and his wife, Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called White Noise, and it's based on a book by Don DeLillo. Um, and uh, Baumbach was saying that he had watched the E.T. Um, when he was like 14 with his dad, uh, and his parents were divorced, and uh, he had like sobbed uncontrollably during that film because he realised that E.T. was like a paternal figure that he was craving that he didn't have. Okay. So I guess that's one interpretation. But I, I thought, I, I mean, I love Drew Barrymore. She, I thought she was the highlight of the film for me. She's so adorable. Um, but I thought it was very sweet, the friendship between um, E.T. and the, the boy Elliot. Um, but, yeah, that, that was the only thing I took out of the film, like just a sweet, innocent friendship between two like a, a boy and his like alien friend, his <laughs> alien friend. Yeah, it's very very sweet. Yeah, I have the similar sentiment like you. I think the first part is so gentle and innocent. It's about kids, you know. It's almost like you're trying and keep a little secret. You know that secrecy when mm. you're young. You know you want to try keep something away and you possess it as your own property. You know the secret. Um, with Elliot and his ET and and then gradually moves on with the bigger landscape of people exposing that secret, you know, mm. or your your sibling, your parents and the whole community knows about this strange creature. What I remember when I was watching ET was I remember Drew Barrymore just screamed a lot. I <laughs> think the one thing that I remember. You probably remember, you remember that one scene where she, yeah, she, she just encounters E.T. for the first time. Yeah. And then you gradually feel like, oh, this is, E.T. is not, it's he's harmless, you know. Yeah. I mm. thought that his appearance might be, you know, scary, but that's because our human standard of what scariness is. And then you start feeling sorry for E.T. because he wants to go home. My daughter tried to watch this movie, I think, a couple months ago um, because it's one, in one of those lists, right, um, 100 movies to see before you're 18, you know, right, that right. she's from her brother. Yeah. And then she watched the first part and when it starts to get horrible where, you know, the adults are trying to capture that E.T., she's yeah. like, want to watch it because she knows what's going to happen. It's yeah, just- it's awful. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. It's like traumatic. It's yeah. almost like very traumatic to watch it because I think all of us have had at some point in our lives um, had something important taken away from us. Exactly. And like, that's so yeah. true. Oh my God, don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably why, you know, it like it, it hits so many people, mm. slices yeah. them through the heart. 
Yeah. And also the portrayal of the family that they don't have a father figure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know what is try what that and then like I love the othering of the uh I love the othering of like um the um the Mexicans, like the father is now in Mexico. Oh yeah, like, like someone like is like foreign. Like yeah, foreign. Exotic, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You gotta fear those Mexicans. Yeah, it's like creating an image of strangeness, you know, yeah. outside of America. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Um, any other things before that? We no, I um, I can't say that I, I've been trying to still finish The Slap by Christos Chokas in time for my book club. Uh, mm. Other than that, I've been reading, not reading a lot. Um, so that's my only recommendation for the week. Okay. Um, so that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google and Apple and give us a five-star rating. If you'd like to support what we do here at Asian Bitches Down Under, head to Buy Me Coffee and make a donation for us to continue the intersectionality of podcast industry. So that's it from us this week and we'll chat to you next time. Bye.